Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. I'm Dan Carson, and with me I've got my friend Chris Vines. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. It is March, and that's when this will be releasing we're just a couple of months away from graduation and all of the things that are involved with that. That looks different in everybody's uh, community and setting. Uh, I know that in my situation, I've at times had to attend as many as four, five different graduations because of just how the schools are divided up and how that works. Uh, But I would guess in a smaller community, you don't have quite as many, do you, Chris? No, not. I mean, we have in our community, there are three high schools, you know, uh, in the in the general area. So at the most, I have three graduations to go to, but I rarely make it to all three of them simply because, as, as we've talked about before, our church has a Christian school and I'm, I'm heavily involved there. And a lot of times they're on the same date. And mm. so, you know, I have to pick and choose where I'm going to be. And uh, most of the time I'm, I'm involved with our with our Christian schools graduation. So like this year I'm speaking at our commencement service. Um, and so I'm, uh, th- that'll be my first time to do that particularly. And now I'm having a little question mark in my head. Did I say that right? Is it called a commencement service? Is that what we call that, Dan? Hmm. You'd think as many graduations I've been to and have gone through that I would know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to show my ignorance right now to all of our people listening. <laughs> so if I said that wrong, that just shows you how that speech is probably going to go. Right? <laughs> so, I'm excited about it, but now to answer your question, we have three at the most, but I, I rarely can make it to all three. Uh, but you, man, you live up in Northwest Arkansas where one school's graduating class is about the same size as my city, my, my little town I live in. <laughs> well, it, it, there have been some big ones when, let's see, I made it to a Bentonville graduation once and they had like 800 people graduating Springdale and Harbor High and Fayetteville. They're just, they're crazy big. They take forever, you know, and you want to be there for your students, but that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about a strategy to approach our graduating seniors because there's all sorts of different things that we need to do and think about as they come to the end of our time with them uh, during youth group. And so they're going to be moving on and they may still be at the same church, same town. They may still live with mom and dad, but that's going to look different and it has to. And so we're going to be thinking about that. But before we get to that, we want to think about another place who has graduation service in May. It is Central Baptist College of Conway, Arkansas. They're challenging, engaging and inspiring, and they serve as one of our podcast partners And we're so thankful for them. And so if you have a student that is about to graduate or will be graduating next year, uh, have them reach out to cbc.edu and they can set up a time where they can talk with the admission staff and learn more about the school. It's a place where Christ is the focus, uh, but they can also learn 
all those other things that they need to learn, math, science, English, history, and the list goes on. And so, in fact, I'm hoping this year to catch them as they come up to Northwest Arkansas. They'll usually play one of the colleges with their baseball team. I think they play Ecclesia College that's up here, um, but we'll see. I just like getting to to go and put on my Mustang attire and go celebrate them like our good old buddy Julian Dominguez. He's the number one fan. He actually has a spot at the basketball stadium that is his. And so if you go there and you sit in his spot, he's going to tell you to move. So, (laughs) and they're not seats like you would go to Bud Walton. It's, it's just an old stadium, but uh, he's their number one fan. So, well, um, we want to talk about these graduating seniors um, and talk about why that's important and why we want to look at these type of things and so, Chris, let me let me just ask that question to get us started thinking about this. Why is it important that we at least have a focus on how they're going to wrap up their their time in youth group? Well, I could be silly about that and just say, well, because, you know, they're seniors and they feel like everything's supposed to be about them. And so we just kind of throw <laughs> them a bone and we kind of make it about them for a little bit. Uh, and part of that's true. I think we all know that. It's like, all right, well. Yes, this is your time. But for something that we something that's just part of the culture DNA of our church is we we love celebrating milestones um, as a church, but we also love leading our families in the, the right ways to to think about and to to celebrate uh, these milestones as a as a family unit together. And so in this particular case, I mean what a milestone for a, a senior who uh, is about to move on into the the next chapter of life and uh, how all the different ways that we say that. And so I think from a church standpoint, um, it's a great opportunity for us to come alongside uh, individuals, come alongside families, and, and really uh, in a metaphorical sense, you know, uh, set up those stones like the Israelites yeah. did whenever they crossed the river. And, and to be able to have a time where families can point back and say, hey, Man, remember remember that that time of your life. I mean, because this is what it marked, and not only what you accomplished, but you know, just the the direction that God is leading you um, into and uh, what's next. And so, I, I think it's a, a great opportunity for us as a church to be a part of that. And there are a number of ways that you can celebrate your seniors and celebrate their graduation, because that's really one of the first things that you want to do is to to think about how are we going to mark this milestone that Chris is talking about. And so for us here at Calvary Church and other places I've been, one of our big things is I love to get our students a Bible. I mean, I think that that's one of the best gifts that you can give somebody. It's not the only gift. There are several other things that you can do. Um, But a Bible just helps remind them of the, the times that you've studied together, that you've grown together, and gives them a great tool for them to continue on. And so Chris, do you guys gift your students anything? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, in fact, I, I, I usually try to give them uh, a Bible, uh, but, but I've also given them different things in the past. Uh, and it really, because we are a, um, a smaller church, I would kind of classify us as a medium sized church. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a lot of seniors every year. So it, it allows me to be able to give 
not just the standard stock gift, right? right but to, right. to really be able to, to give a gift that is appropriate to that particular student. And so um, I've given study Bibles away before. Uh, I know I've given uh, to one of our, our uh, girls who graduated a few years ago. Um, I got her a, a, one of those the journaling Bible sets, right? So it had oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so it was like the whole Bible, but it was just in those individual journaling sets, uh, <clears throat> little volumes. And, uh, of course, she really enjoyed that and uh, is continuing to enjoy that. So I think there's some some different ways that we can go with that. But, yes, I, I love I love gifting our seniors with good books um, and, of course, the Bible. You know, one of the, as Chris mentioned, one of the great things about being a small to medium-sized church, which is, which are many of our listeners, is that you can do that. You can be more personal. You don't have to set a precedent of, well, we gave this to this person, so we've got to give the same thing every year. Um, I know that in my setting right now, we're about to celebrate a senior. And so I've already gotten her a Bible, but I'm not getting her the exact same type of Bible that I got my last graduating senior because I wanted to gift her with something that was going to be appropriate for her. And so I'm looking forward to that. But how do you do that? When Do you take a Sunday morning? Do you uh, take a Sunday evening? There are all sorts of ways that we can celebrate these seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we normally do it on a Sunday morning, um, and I've done I've done like a breakfast for the family or the families, uh, and we'll do that like a senior breakfast. That's one thing that we've done in the past. We don't do that every year because, again, our like last year we didn't have any graduate, and this year we'll have a couple. And so, uh, but normally our our time to celebrate that milestone is on a Sunday morning, um, and we we do that either. Uh, by breakfast and but we always do it as a part of our service uh, so mm-hmm. I have an opportunity where I bring the seniors up um, them and their families and really use that as an opportunity to commission them if you will into uh, into what's next and so we try to not just give them a gift and recognize and applaud them and pat them on the back but as a church we want to be their best cheerleaders right we want them to know that uh, that we are sending them out into what's next for what God has them. And so much like, you know, parents, whenever their, their kids are graduating and moving out of the house, those parents should be thinking about slinging an arrow out into the culture and into the world to, to hit its mark. We as a church want to, uh, to send each of our seniors in a, in a great way. So that service uh, on a Sunday morning uh, has all of that as part of it. I like that. And you could do it other ways. We typically do it a little bit differently in that we celebrate that milestone in that morning. We pray over them and and thank God for how God has worked in their life up to that point. Um, But it actually leads into the the second thing that I really wanted to mention was that idea of commissioning them for the next phase. Uh, Too often, we just do the celebration portion. We say, good job. And then we I don't want to say forget about them because we don't, uh, but they're moving on. They go off to college and we haven't really pushed them out or, as Chris mentioned, the word commissioned them. And so I think that it is vital that that's a part of our strategy. Mm -hmm. We want to celebrate and we want to commission them. I have always felt that that was important, that we pray over them as a church body and say, look, you're not just going to school you're going to carry Christ with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that whole idea of knowing him and making him known needs to be a part of their DNA as they head off to, whether it's a, a state school like University of Arkansas, or if it's a Christian campus, 
like Central Baptist College. I mean, they need both of those. They need Christ with them and they need to go as a missionary growing in their faith. And so you can do it separately. You can do it at the same time. Um, but I know that it will be an important piece. And so I know I've heard of churches. I think Antioch Baptist Church in Conway does a really uh, good job at this. They, they have, they're much larger church than, than mine or, or I think Chris's. And, and so they'll have several like 50 or 60 seniors up on the stage. And uh, essentially their pastor will turn and preach to them that day and preach um, a commissioning service as they look to the, to the next stage. So one of the questions I want to ask you, Chris, is what do you do with your seniors about the next phase of life? And I know, again, smaller church, you can be more flexible, uh, but what are some things for us to think about in that area? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I think there's people out there that can answer it a lot better than than I can. What's helpful for me as I think about, uh, you know, I'm a visual person, and so I like I like illustrations. But Dan, have you ever have you ever personally or seen somebody, you know, in a in a like wet concrete stand in there and put their their footprints in there, right? Just to yeah, mark yeah. on a on a fresh new concrete. So in other words, like that's a you know, you're, you're making a mark right there. And so, you know, we've already talked about setting up stones. And the reason I bring that up is like, okay, we're, as a church, I think like, this is us personally, like, I think we're, we're fairly good at helping our seniors stand in that wet concrete and put their feet marked down and like, all right, remember this day, remember, you know, what God has done, remember right. what, you know, and think about what God is going to do. But then if you think about it, like getting out of that concrete, in other words, taking the next step, can be really, really awkward and difficult if you don't have direction or help to yeah. do it, right? And so, and I think that's where I, I know we as a church, we often just are are trying to get better is um, helping our seniors know, okay, you've you've made you, you've you've put your feet in the concrete, right? You've you've set up these stones. There's a milestone here. It's, it's great, but now, like, what's next? And and I know that's what you're asking. But in just in, in just thinking about that illustration, like and thinking in terms of all right, what's the next step for a senior? You know, we often assume that they're just they they've got those next steps just ready to go, um, and some of them do right. Some of them are going to be moving off to college and all this kind of thing. But even there, there's an opportunity for us as a church to help them, um, help their families think about like okay, if you're moving off, then let, let's think about you know what churches are in that area. You know, so right, like, right, as, a, as a pastor, as a pastor, as a church, like we have an opportunity there to be a, a really great voice of counsel and uh, direction in terms of, all right, hey, look, um, in the area you're going to, you're going up to Fayetteville, you're going to go to the U of A, you know, here are some great churches that are in in that area and you need to, you need to get plugged in. And so like just letting them know that's a great next step, you know, or, or maybe, maybe they're going to a campus where they have a, an ABS, an association of Baptist students, or, um, or there's other, other types of, you know, groups on campus, campus ministries, you know, and, and you encourage them, Hey, let's, let's go, let's go check that out. And so I think those are some great next steps to do for those who are moving off. Um, and even those who maybe are staying close, uh, if, if you have a, a college or a university that's near where your church is. And so I know one thing that I've done in the past, for our seniors who are moving to uh, just different, different places in our state is most of the time I have, I mean, I, I know a pastor or a youth pastor or a college pastor in that area. And I'll just call that pastor and I'll just say, Hey, I've got a kid that's moving up into that area. 
Um, I've already talked to them about you and about your church, but uh, I want to pass their number along to you so that whenever they get they they move in um, and they get settled, that you can reach out to them and and just let them know uh, who you are and, and invite them into your ministry and that kind of thing. And so, I think there's ways that we can really help pave that road, if you will, uh, to to make that next step for them to not get lost in the cracks, so to speak, make it easy for our seniors. So I, I think there's a lot more that can be said in terms of next step. That's just in the terms of like kids going off to college. Right. Um, right. But I mean, just in that vein, what, what do you, what do you think, Dan? I mean, have you done something like that before? Have you seen it done differently or better? No, I think that that is uh, ideal. If you can help them connect with spiritual mentors for the next phase of their life. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bigger principle that we could apply to that is mm-hmm. let's say they're going off to college. And like you've already mentioned, you can contact ministry leaders on campus. You can contact local pastors. It, ideally, if you happen to be able to take a trip with your student to that campus and yeah. introduce that person face to face. I think about the Association of Baptist Students at the University of Arkansas. I'm on the board there and the director was telling me that that he had a youth pastor come and bring his student with him and introduce it. Mm-hmm. That's ideal. Um, yeah, that's great. You know, that, that's not always going to happen. And so we need to be mindful of that. But thinking about that, basically the fall period of looking at, okay, how can we connect them? And maybe they're not moving off. Maybe they there is a local college ministry that they can get involved with, even if they're not in school. A lot of places are like that. Uh, but maybe it's just getting them connected with somebody else in the church and saying, hey, you're a younger guy who I respect. I think you'd be great to work with this young man or a younger, you know, a younger lady. And I say younger because everybody's younger than me. So like in their, their mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties, Hey, why don't you build that relationship and help them navigate these first few years? Because it's, it's difficult. I mean, they're, that if, if they're at that point where maybe they're thinking about, who am I going to fall in love with? What type of job am I going to have? What am I going to do? So this whole idea of spiritual mentors, it can be applied in, in a broader sense. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the questions that we have, though, as we think about this strategy is that's in the fall. What do we do with them during the summer? <laughs> I mean, yeah. they've graduated. So technically, they're no longer in school and they're most of them are going to be 18. So we're we're dealing with technically adults. I mean, if they go off to college, a college will not release information to a parent unless that 18-year-old has signed a document and saying that they can. So they are treated as adults, even though they may not really be adults mm-hmm. um, when they start school. So what do we do? I mean, there's this whole whole issue of that summer. So how have you handled that area, Chris? Oh yeah. Well, I, I, the, the way that we just do it is, you know, they are, they are still part of the student ministry until they, until the end of the summer. So like, you know, any kind of trips that we have planned camps, uh, conferences or anything else, I mean, they are, they're still part of that. So even though we celebrate that milestone in May, they're really kind of finishing off their time yeah. in, the, in our student ministry during those summer months. And so I don't just like cut it off and say, all right, you're done. Um, but you know, the, the real, you know, the, the real hard part is like what happens after the summer, which is right, what we just right. talked about. But yeah, during those, that summer months, I think it's, 
it's um, and again, every student is different. And some churches have a lot more students to deal with than than what we do um, in this case. And so I think at that point, the process might need to be more fine tuned. But for me, um, the way that it's just been handled in our church, because we've got, you know, at the most, maybe five or six students graduating at a time um, from our student ministry. And, you know, in some years, none others, one or two, you know, I just I just try to connect with them a little bit more individually during those months. Uh, And so it's not uncommon for me to um, just to make sure that during those months I'm I'm if I'm going to eat lunch uh, I'm kind of focusing all my calls and invites toward toward those guys right mm, because I know that they're about to move off and, and I know that you know if, if, if there's one thing that we know that any student no matter what age they are but especially seniors that they love to talk about it's themselves and and so <laughs> uh, when we when, when we go to lunch you know it doesn't it doesn't mean that I'm talking a whole lot I just kind of try to ask hey Tell me about you. Tell me what what's going on about what you're next about what you know what you're most excited about. Just and just give them an opportunity to be able yeah, to that's good. express all of those things. And so, you know, and again, I, I, I'm in a in a great spot where you know I don't have 50 people who are graduating at a time where something like that is just impossible. Uh, I think that's one of the the benefits of being in a mid size or a small church is you can really connect personally with those who are about to move off or just move into the next stage of life. You know, as as larger churches do, they usually have small group leaders that can do that same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it, it's important. Let them talk. Let them share with you and just listen to find out um, what's next mm-hmm. and then celebrate with them and then, and then pray with them and mourn with them if they don't know. I mean, because you end up yeah. with a lot that are like, I just don't know what's next. Yeah, you know, it's funny you said that morning word. I mean, this this opens up a whole nother uh, podcast conversation about, you know, what do you do with the empty nesters, you know, of the parents oh, yeah. who, who are being left, you know, or, you know, so you mourn with those. But then there's also those those uh, those parents who I think maybe are looking forward to being an empty nester, but their kid decides to stay home. And so now the, the morning is different. Like, what do you do with those guys? So anyway, there's there's a lot of angles to this. There is, there is. I mean, we're dealing with family ministry. That's really all of us who are dealing with students are dealing with families because students don't just exist on their own for the most part. Mm-hmm. We're, we're ministering to a, a mom and a dad and sometimes siblings, even grandparents, it's just a wide range. Yeah. 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 You know, and one thing that we keep, we we're saying, and I think is just maybe being picked up and in, in, at least I'm picking up is Every every student, every senior is different, comes from different backgrounds. And and so it just becomes important for us to to really just do the work of a minister, right? To do the work of a pastor yeah. of just knowing, knowing our sheep, knowing our people, and and trying to be uh, the best kind of guide that we can for them. Uh, ultimately, not just giving them our advice, but pointing them to the, the true shepherd, Jesus Christ. And so leading them to to find all their joy in him. But man, you know, it's just, we, we've mentioned it a couple of different times about churches that are just a lot larger. Um, and and that's just, that just means that to do that, you, you need more people, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, like I, I think all of this applies. So if, if you and I, if we had a, a class of 50 seniors, I think we would quickly realize, okay, this is what's needed. This is what needs to happen, but I can't do it all. And so it just yeah. puts us into a whole nother category of thinking, all right, Let's let's get people in our church to do this. But I say that just to say that 
we we who are in smaller churches or mid-sized churches, we don't need to completely uh, disregard that option either. In other words, I think there's a real opportunity here, even with the one, two, three, four, or five seniors we have, to connect them with uh, great men and women you know, in our churches yeah. that would be uh, just phenomenal resources for them, mentors to be able to, in other words, don't think that you are the only one who can go and have lunch with a graduating senior. <laughs> um, you know, get some people in your church to say, hey, listen, we've got, we've got so-and-so and he's about to graduate and move off. Would you mind inviting them over for dinner one night and just, and just blessing them before they leave? I think that's a great opportunity that we can, um, that we have as, as leaders within our church to, help other people um, show hospitality. Mm, That's good. That's good. Well, there's one other little piece that I would recommend, just on a practical nature, as you're dealing with that summer, as you're working through uh, what that's going to look like for you, as they get closer to being, quote unquote, done with youth group, is take a night and let your youth group celebrate that senior. Uh, Because they've spent months, years, um, you know, a long time with these other students. And some, especially if they're going off to college, they're going to miss them tremendously. And so it can be a big thing. It can be a small thing. It can be bring snacks, you know, cupcakes or whatever. Uh, But just give your students that opportunity to celebrate that student that's leaving them and moving on. And it's it's a great kind of end cap. That was the way we handled it. We would go to soar and then we would go to church camp and then we would have that celebration evening and then they'd be done. They would move on to our college ministry or young adult ministry or uh, be moving off to college at that same point. So, well, Chris, do you have anything else that you think that we need to talk about at this point? No. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, let me just remind our, our listeners what we've, what we've mentioned. Um, As you're looking at your seniors, trying to figure out what's going to happen and what you're going to do over the next few months. Again, this is March. You've got, and you may be listening to this in the summer and go, oh, I should have done this. But um, just take some time. Number one, celebrate that milestone. Celebrate the graduation. Spend some time and make that a part of the whole life of the church so that these students understand and realize that they are a part of something bigger than just a youth group. Then spend the summer, uh, let them go to camps, let them go to the events that you already have planned. And then my suggestion is to celebrate them with your students, meaning just have a night that is fun, that is enjoyable, that's a way for your students to say goodbye to this graduating seniors. And then um, help them connect with spiritual mentors. Now, these could be away at school, at campus, and this is something that needs to be happening along the way during that summer. Uh, But take some time and maybe find help them find a good church. I know that that's been one of the big questions for one of our students. She spent a lot of time trying to find, well, where do I want to visit? What do I want to do? And uh, a lot of it, she was just, she had to get there and attend some of these places and, and see what it was like. Uh, but I know that it can be, uh, it's just an easy thing to, even if you're going to a Christian school, for you to to go off to campus and then go, well, I'll try here and float around and not really find a place to connect. Um, but God wants your students to be connected with a faith family away from 
your faith family. And so we want to help them in that process. And, you know, none of this is easy. None of this is simple. Um, And in the small to mid-sized church, you have the opportunity to be flexible. And so be flexible. Just love on your students. Know how you can minister to them, help how you can pastor them. And we're going to love on them and keep loving on them because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.